Welcome to Scintillating Macrocosms, a broad podcast about the immersive, extended reality arts, decentralized art, digital immersive exhibitions, and much more. I'm your host, Harrison Wilmot, and I'll be having nice, easy chats with artists, curators, and collectors over the next few months. This episode's guest is VR crypto artist Vault Edge. I had a lovely conversation with Vault all about what crypto art means for him and what it could mean, about how Vault got into VR art and how he's begun to explore the decentralized art community. But first, we begin our conversation with getting to know Vault with a bit of their backstory. For myself as well, and as well as anybody listening, could you give a quick introduction to who you are and what you do? Yeah, okay. Um, this takes some thinking about it since I'm in my damn 50s. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I am I am currently um, a lecturer in animation, and I work at a university, Staffordshire University, um, dealing with a lot of young people, teaching them animation, and a lot of stuff to do with um, design, character design, and a lot of art principles as well, so it's not all just about animation. Um, prior to that, I, I worked as a freelance animator quite a few years in London, and uh, for a while in Manchester, I live in Manchester now, and I, I work full-time on Pingu, which is uh, one of the coolest things I've ever worked on. So that, That's so cool. It was very, very cool. And it allowed me to, I actually met um, Frank Sidebottom, so you're probably going to know Frank Sidebottom, but a lot of people listening like, I, in America might not. I don't I don't think I do, actually. He, he, he had uh, like a massive polystyrene, polysty- uh, papier-mâché head with big eyes, um, on and, ah yeah. yes yeah if and he released a few singles if you if you saw him yeah you'd know he used to be called jilted john when he uh just like made pop songs for a while and then he became frank sidebottom yes. and and toured and for a while he worked on pingu as well so it's it's funny the people you actually meet in the animation business um i've seen angie taylor as well she's like got an animation background and she's a, a crypto artist now so uh, and again, I was talking yeah that's really cool yeah and i was talking to another angie was my first guest i know and it's a, it's a fascinating interview as well and she's she's mm. popping up a lot of the moment. So that's kind of animation's my thing. I, I started off wanting to, kind of wanting to go into special effects and stuff like that, but there's nowhere kind of in this country to, to learn that. So I ended up doing an animation degree and it took me uh, down that route. But funny enough, I, I was thinking, you know, trying to look back, thinking about how I started. Before that, I, I kind of, uh, I did a one-year foundation course in art. And uh, for a while, I was actually applying to degree courses in sculpture. So I've always kind of had a bit of a, uh, a sculpture leaning going on in my head and i'm kind of coming back to it now i suppose it's it's happened a few times recently working uh, doing a lot of computer graphics so i teach computer animation predominantly now even though i had a kind of drawn and stop motion animation background but um, i do tend to think quite a lot in terms of um uh, space and, and and depth and just trying to perceive things in three dimensions uh, a lot and give the implication of three dimensions um when i'm creating artwork so and all, all through the years, I've done, I've dabbled in bits of art for myself um, in different directions without it really kind of coalescing or forming or going any any particular way. I like hand-drawn stuff as well. I like doing sketches where when I'm out in the, in the countryside and in cities and stuff like that. That That's pretty cool. But it's only, it's like finding crypto art is actually somewhere where I can literally apply basically everything I've learned uh, in some way or other and find different pipelines for things. Um, and that's quite relevant to me because what I seem to be doing with students half the time is helping them discover the perfect pipeline for their work, for their kind of signature style to go from an idea to a finished piece of work. Everyone takes a different route. Everyone combines um, different things. Um, it, you never know where it's going to go. I had one one student like sort of crocheting her animation once. Um, you can go in really uh, strange routes you, you, you don't expect. So, uh, yeah, it's just all about creativity and uh, again, I was thinking about Angie. She was talking about counterculture being her thing. I think mine is is more popular culture and just influences of popular culture uh, and comics and science fiction and stuff like that. And again, that seems to be hugely relevant to um, to crypto art. Certainly, when you look at what people are producing um, and you know what, what they're what they're collecting as well. Um, some, mm. Sometimes I find that's a bit of a challenge when you're actually trying to introduce other people to crypto art and they look at it and say, it looks a bit like game art or a bit like sci-fi. I say, yeah, well, it, it is a bit like that. But if you once you find out about popular culture and what it is and how one thing influences another and how art has always been saturated in you know, inspiration from what's going on around it uh, in the world and in culture, uh, then it kind of makes it more relevant. 
but it's how do you define crypto art <laughs> god that's an awful question uh <laughs> crypt it, it, wow it's very odd i mean you the worst thing to do is start going down the like, route of trying to explain blockchains and, and stuff like that. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, taking out the mechanics yes, exactly. of like, the technology. But, how would you? Well, that, that is, well, that um, is the trick. Because what does crypto art mean for you? What does crypto art mean to me? It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to actually create art and put it out there and um, become part of this community, which is fabulous. The community as a whole um, is amazing. And, uh, collaboration again is is a really big thing. Uh, you know, meeting you and, and met a guy and you know, Rosie Summers. Well, I met her outside before I even knew Cryptnot, but she's in crypto art as, as well now. Um, it's fabulous. I've met so many people recently, um, and it's nice to meet creatives that you've got something in common with. And then also seeing um, what ideas people are coming up with, what concepts, what methods they've, they've, they've got as well, um, and getting new ideas uh, is fabulous. It's definitely a kind of a, a broadly creative community kind of thinking um as long as and also kind of just general open people which are drawn to crypto art and it's kind of manifested this lovely community isn't it it has yeah it definitely helps if you're quite open-minded um sort of artistically and, and in general anyway uh that definitely helps and a lot of people out there uh, really are which is quite um it's quite warming and it, it, it's interesting as well because you talk about sort of removing the mechanics but that's kind of that's kind of a heavy part of it as well, and it's a theme of a lot of the art, mm. and I'm starting to think that way as well because it's, it's almost unavoidable. It's one of the things that makes it interesting, the way it's kind of connected to uh, the whole blockchain thing uh, and cryptocurrencies to a degree. But and I think I find really interesting is that you, you've got a lot of people in there, and I'm making assumptions here, but a lot, I think a lot of people actually into crypto art, um, collecting it and um, making it as well, don't necessarily have... Um, uh, like a strict art background they may not have been like tutored in the history of art particularly so i did animation at art college so we had a lot of history of art um and i use it quite a lot in teaching but a lot of people don't necessarily have that um as much and it's not necessarily a bad thing it, it's it's quite again it's quite refreshing there's no kind of preconceptions built in there mm. so you will meet people who uh, you meet more established artists who are so you know referencing like you know picasso um or, or something like that and then you find people who don't really know that and they're just literally referencing uh, graffiti they see um you know, on the way to school possibly i don't know um yeah which, which again is is really cool so it, it it's nice it, it reminds me a bit of being at work because obviously i talk to other lecturers uh who might have in-depth knowledge of, of art particularly from the art department uh and then students so it's still just learning this and they're all fresh and they're getting a lot of their um a lot of inspirations will be coming from um uh, you know literally cartoon network or games they play and stuff like that so it, it's a lot like that it's a broad spectrum of creativity um in quite a quite a unique space um so yeah it's uh it's really healthy it's growing like like crazy <laughs> yeah it's it's really cool how um or it's kind of fueled by the kind of the digital uh online culture and like generating referencing off each other like kind of meme culture and everything like that but it feels more mature and and uh well as you say like fresh and things and i think it's it's really refreshing and lovely to be part of this community um making art together and like appreciating art together and not um kind of uh criticizing all the time yeah it's everyone's kind of creating stuff and being like oh that's awesome yeah yeah no, yeah you go, you go like that's awesome dude oh that's fantastic um yeah we we get a lot of that which is which is fantastic um it is really nice it's a really healthy pace and it's um it's fast as well again it, it's yeah things happen really fast in, in crypto art whereas if you're just you know if you're doing some sketches here i think oh maybe i'll try and get them into a gallery that might not happen for a few months if at all or you can stick work online and you literally never get any interest in it where you, you do stuff in crypto things tend to happen quite quickly i mean i started this what was it earlier this year um since then i've got the build yeah same yeah i got the, the you know the build the the, the thing we're making in crypto voxels which is going to take off hopefully um i've been in the yeah. you know the the exhibition which was on uh, that pub crawl i've got a gallery built in somnium space i've emptied come uh, mm. entered several competitions um and just been and collaborated with various different people i'm making um uh that t-shirt as well with um Sinkus, is it i remember everyone's names yeah yeah so that's going Sinkus. on um, and Flux Research just asked me to actually fill in the details to be, be 
go on his list of crypto artists, which is um, oh yeah, which I'm quite chuffed about because I was starting to wonder if I was actually one uh, yet since I haven't sold anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not all just about sales; it's about being out there and working with other people and definitely collaborating. And that's all just yeah, yeah, it's, this yeah. Is, this is I it. find it's not about the crypto like currency; it's more about the decentralized nature of it. Exactly. So decentralized art is the kind of the broader term for this. I think. Yeah, I think that's nice, um, and it, it, very often people are just way too kind of fixated on um yeah just on the, the whole connection to the money and it's interesting again mm. twitter's a great it, like twitter was made for this uh twitter's a great place to see people yeah. discussing it and people will be saying you know thanks for my sale i sold this for so much and other people are saying well why do you have to keep talking about how much it's worth all the time it's just about the art um but no one's getting too heated <laughs> most of the time so it's nice to see discussions you know go, yeah. going on but it all happens so quick and you can just dip in and out yeah and you can and it is very quick yeah Gosh. I mean, there's so much going on. I kept for a while when I was doing a Somnium build and that. I was thinking, God, there's a lot going on at the moment. It probably quiet down in a bit. But no, there's been loads. There's no. been, well, some part of um, VR Art Live, which is kind of where I started before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before I did the crypto, um, I started there, thanks mostly to, well, totally actually, to meeting Rosie Summers at last November's Manchester Animation Festival. And I started, oh, yeah, and yeah. I started trying VR at work with Tiltbrush. I thought, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I was going to ask you a little bit more about that, um, how you got into VR art and um, that's the story there. Yeah. Well, I, I saw that VR Art Live were doing their, um, I think it's two hours, like a two-hour VR art challenge that people could apply for and actually do it. And I thought, geez, I don't really know what I'm doing, but maybe I'll put my name down and see if I actually get in. And I did. Um, nice. And I was doing it at the same time as Crypto Spectre and a, a ton of others. There's, there's loads of us doing it in like four people to a room. <clears throat> excuse me and most of the time we weren't talking we we're just kind of getting on with the art you're given a theme and it's in things like black and white and one color uh and we just had to do this uh picture which was really really enjoyable it was great but then i started doing their weekly uh, weekly tasks their weekly challenges mm. and that kind of took off uh and, and since then i've been um in fact just recently i was in the galactic safari which was on uh yes that's cool i experienced that i really want to talk to a, a lot of the other artists and the the kind of the curator aspect of that as well yeah um because i that was a lot of fun that was that, that was good it's well i got the repeat again this saturday night at nine i think uk time mm. nine o'clock so i'll, uh, I'll go yeah. in there again with my new headphones it might be able to hear me now the sound wasn't great last time uh, but they they, yeah. they like to chat so some of them will definitely be up for as you know you talk to them um be up to being interviewed i'm sure <clears throat> and uh, and they are definitely they're interesting as well because they're not really crypto i know chroma spectre is some of the others might start dabbling in it um but most of them uh they're just really interested in in the art and they're passionate about uh the art art um so yeah they're 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 fascinating and again yeah that that is a fantastic community um and i got into that one first and they're very active on discord and they're so helpful and supportive um so yeah it's been uh, it's been a blast being with them it's really really cool and anytime that a lot of them just go online doing their art on discord and anyone can watch them do it <clears throat> and you can just uh, have a conversation with them whilst they're actually doing some tilt rush so you can see uh, i had doing it. no idea I've, I've only just myself in the last <coughs> few weeks joined that discord community um off the back of just before the galactic safari um but yeah, it sounds, and from what I've experienced so far and what you've just said, it sounds like an excellent community to be a part of. I had no idea it had started um, a couple of years ago as well, with uh, and with like li actual live performances. I thought it was just live streams. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really cool. It is, yeah, it is impressive, isn't it? It's amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they've come a long way. And their community's grown all the time. I saw you appear the other day when you joined it as well. Uh, yeah, I thought that's good. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, I, I, I don't really have a huge amount of time to do their weekly task, unfortunately. I'd like to. But again, it's once you start doing, looking at crypto, even just watching it and keeping an eye on it, it takes up so much time. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But I'm, I'm, you need like... Um... Oh, go for it. No, you need three heads, is what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, an, an extra time. Yeah. There's... I was going to say that as well, that it's cool how the different platforms of crypto art has allowances for artists to explore different like thought streams and ideas and different kind of collections of themes for work but still still be an artist and and be known as an artist but not having to stick to like a, like a particular theme or, or anything like that yeah you can absolutely i i, I, li I like that a lot. you can explore yourself yeah because 
and I've seen a few people talking about recently about part of being an artist in that scene is um, learning new techniques and, and new, new software and stuff as well, <clears throat> and having to um, yes. yeah get sort of get your skills up to speed for a concept you might actually have. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. I'm kind of familiar with that. I'm always trying to keep up with software. Um, so that's really cool. But like you say, it suits me because I have no, I, I don't have one style. I've got a few styles. And maybe that's the style is just have a bit of everything. I, and I've always liked combining, contrasting different uh, techniques. Uh, you know, I was, when I used to do stop motion, I used to like to put drawn animation in it as well, but physically in the set. So mm. you know, physically combining stuff. But nowadays, digitally, you can do so much stuff on a computer. Um, like we were saying before, you can do photogrammetry. You can import. You can import that into Tilt Brush and then literally draw characters into. Uh, yeah, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do. Exactly. So I want to start doing a bit of that. Um, yeah, and it, it's that's refreshing as well because you can not exactly burn out, but you can certainly get pretty tired when you're working on a project for a, quite a bit of time. Mm. Like like that, that. Especially in VR. Yeah. Well, that 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 rabbit rabbit hole film we made had nearly like forty different Tilt Brush images. Um, by the time I... Yeah, I had a look at that. It was, it's 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 quite a journey. <laughs> it's supposed to feel like a journey. Yeah, um, that was that was bonkers. And once I finished that, it's like, yeah, I want to actually step away from tilt brush for a little while now, yeah. just to try and refresh things um, mm. a bit because that was quite, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, that, quite intensive. It, it do was you, intense. Um, paint in tilt brush? Do you sit down or do you stand up? Uh, oh, stand up. Stand up. I've done a couple of times sitting nice. down, but so standing up is thing. better. Yeah. First time I tried tilt brush, actually, because a lot of people kind of try it standing up and it gets quite flat. First thing I did was just draw a line from the floor and then up as high as I could reach <laughs> and look around it and think, this this is incredible. So you want to be quite yeah. quite physical. Well, I suppose, I'd, again, my introduction was watching um, Rosie do one of her live performances and when you see her moving around, you, you get the physicality of it straight away yeah. and how utterly dynamic it is and... I mean, forget like one brush stroke on a canvas because that is a dynamic impression. It's quite important. You, mm. you know, we was talking to students about mark making. That's like the pressure you apply and the speed and how you release the stroke of a pencil or a brush stroke, whatever. Um, but yeah, seeing her doing VR, it's like your whole body is actually creating these these shapes, which is wonderful. It's really nice, very direct. Mm. Um, again, very uh, expressive. It makes me wonder whether you can get a... A brush and tilt brush or, or gravity catch or something where the thickness changes depending on the speed that you're doing the stroke at like maybe there's an accelerometer in the in the controller yeah that that would be cool um i don't know if they do that in a gravity sketch i've only done a few of the tutorials and it is so cool um i really want to get into that but again mm. it's time and i'm going to fall in love with tilt brush uh but yeah that that would definitely be a good idea i mean tilt brush itself doesn't often have updates i think they, they always say no. They started it as a kind of a one-off thing, which was a bit cool, but they didn't really expect it to take off, and they didn't really have huge plans to develop it. Um, but obviously, it, it's huge as it is. It feels pretty complete, but there's one or two things that, that it could do with. <clears throat> and, and some of the limitations of mm. doing it on Oculus Quest can be a bit frustrating, uh, though they have mm. improved that a bit recently. Uh, it's better tethered to a computer. Uh, predominantly, yeah. predominantly for filming your artwork, because in the Quest, you can take still images, but you can't, uh, and you can do GIFs, but they're pretty bad, but you can't record it properly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's better in the, with the kind of, you've got the, the kind of extra recording functionality in the, in the PC version. Yeah, because this year they added, uh, uh, like, um, was it a, ta- like a camera pass? A camera pass, yeah, it's all tangents controlled yeah. and speeding up and slowing down. And that's what I use for filming the rabbit hole, you know, it's mostly straight line stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and it makes a difference. And I know Rose is quite good with, um, uh, what do they call it? They're... She really likes her. Um, uh, oh, what's it is called? It, I, I was, the dolly, dolly zoom. zoom. That's the one. A dolly zoom is, is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's got that, which I think is like moving in as you're zooming out, and uh, mm. the parallax you get is fantastic. Yeah, so she's nailed exactly. that. That's great. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. I was going to ask uh, do you go about, how do you go about planning your VR pieces, or if, if at all? God, I hope my students don't bloody well hear this because uh, <laughs> I don't plan. <laughs> Bloody anything. Uh, no, essentially, most of the time, I just get in there and just um, see where it's going to go. Nice. So you kind of discover your work instead of... Yeah, and then, and then revisit it. I go back to sketches and think, actually, I found, yeah. I found a use for that idea now, <clears throat> or, or somewhere I can take it. Um, occasionally, I do do little uh, Thano sketches, and, and I do stuff like that. I did some of that for the uh, the rabbit hole. But most of, the time, most of the time, generally speaking, it's just busking it and, and seeing it where it goes. And again, you can do that in Tilt Brush. 
it's very quick, very responsive. And um, mm. I come up with ideas I never would have done otherwise just, just by doing it that way. Uh, so it's quite... It's, it's a brilliant ideation tool. It is. It really is. Um, and I would use it. I would use it for that a lot. I mean, I, I kind of think back on things I've actually built in the real world before making uh, maquettes, models for that. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, and being able to do that in Tilt Brush would have been really useful. And one of our students actually um, last year, he... He got into tilt brush and he's a stop motion guy and he's not interested in virtual reality um, or cg or anything like that at all he's a very hands-on stop motion uh, and he actually built the rough of his set in tilt brush and then used the camera to experiment with camera angles and tweak mm. the shape of this building he's making uh, and he loved it he really enjoyed that uh, so yes that's a really good idea yeah yeah it, it is and again it, it's one of those things where you know you, you might think a bit of technology is not relevant to you but you don't know till you tried it and yeah so many crossovers now it's uh it's fascinating very good idea. Good tool. Mm. Have you explored uh, any other like aspects of extended reality, like AR, or, or are you interested in uh, that kind of extended reality realm? Are you, or are you focusing on <coughs> kind of VR art specifically? No, no, I, I'm, I'm very interested in AR. I had a look at um, was it Magic Eye? What was the uh, the AR goggles? I remember magic leap actually magic leap oh, magic leap yeah yeah i got to try that recently there was um uh, a kind of networking thing in manchester and they had a magic leap there i think it's just folded actually i think they stopped developing it now um but it's a fascinating fascinating piece of kit <coughs> sorry my petrol mm. cough it's a nice piece of kit it was where the testing was like uh, creating uh, picking dinosaur bones up fossils out the floor and assembling them it had a very narrow field That's of view cool. yeah but it is very dynamic it's really interesting and again th- that connects to all of this um and and it's definitely i mean the way people are, are making uh, ar um items to go with their with their crypto art again it's fantastic uh, space paint has done it um mm. i think meta guys probably did it first um and it's um it's really nice it, it's great and i've seen again rosie put a lot of her tilt brush stuff actually uh, you know in real world settings i think she's got a black hole yeah showing them i had her um international space station in my bedroom <laughs> which was very very fun it's amazing that's a shockingly good model she made there as well that's it's hard to believe it's still mm. brush actually it's really good very detailed yeah very detailed um, and i i like ar and i think that's going to be huge because it's, it's it's only a matter of time before we actually get uh, proper ar goggles or people doing it for their phones more uh and it's definitely it's really going to take off it's going to be massive oh you only have to look at uh like you know snapchat filters and stuff like that which people use yeah. all the time all the time it's just going to become accepted. You'll hit a point where people think, oh, why isn't there an AR version of this? We'll become yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the conversation point. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be massive. But I haven't really actually done it myself. Um, again, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's that, another one of those things. Yeah, exactly. I haven't made to learn. If I make something that's just like a single model, which I'm kind of working on a few things like that now, then I might try the AR thing as well because that would be more relevant. Yeah, I think I might. I'm trying to do the same, like produce when you produce like VR sculptures, then just getting them somehow into like an AR app or AR way of getting it onto the real world is is just difficult. It's, I need to try to figure out the best way of doing. Yeah, that. I I am kind of waiting for the pipeline to kind of make things a bit easier for me as well. Because I've, mm. I've done tilt brush before from there into Maya, sometimes via SketchUp, and it's. It's okay, but a lot of the brushes don't look the way they do in tilt brush, and it's it's not ideal. Yeah, and you can spend a lot of time. I mean, if I had the time, you can spend a lot of time working in something like Maya on the materials. Um, like, yeah, I think you know a few people do like like um, you know Giant Swan does incredible sculptures, and I know he. I think I'm not sure if he uses substance or something else, but he does create the materials outside of um, you know the VR outside of tilt brush. Yeah, I've always wondered how he groups the groups the brushes <laughs> to get different materials on the different brushes because when i load them into blender i can't it can't seem to specifically choose which um bits of the sculpture uh, are grouped specifically yeah um so i i need to maybe pick his brain at some point but yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to know. Experimentation. <laughs> he might well, exactly. He might just be laboriously selecting each one. But it's um, mm. yeah. Again, I haven't actually tried moving stuff into Maya that often with Tilt Brush. I want to do it some more, um, but it's uh, it is tricky. It's not as easy as it could be, and it's time consuming, <clears throat> and that can put mm. you off, which is a shame. 
at the end of the day, we've only got so much time to do this stuff as well. And real life gets in the way and work and all that. So, yeah, it's um, it's tricky to do it all. So, yeah, that interface has to get a bit easier. Yeah. And we're, we're, it's, it's at the, we're at the kind of very beginning of this kind of blossoming world of kind of combined reality arts. So there are, there are kind of uh, the wild west of kind of processes and, and pipelines, as you say, at the moment. I like that picture. That's quite good, actually. Yeah, only without the gun, <laughs> without the guns and less horses. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, we are definitely. Uh, which again is another great, you know, great time to actually be involved at, at the beginning of that sort of thing. Um, it's fascinating. Yeah, you don't have to kind of feel obliged to stick to any rules or anything, and you're kind of free to go. Well, I want to try this and see if. I don't know if anybody else has done it. I'll try and doing that. Or if somebody else does it, or we can go. Well, I'm going to try and do it a different way, and and not be seen as a uh, appropriating, but more of experimenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I like that, and everyone benefits as well. Again, it's like health, mm. healthy, creative environment. He's good, but it, yeah, and that's just like that's just like AR, but that's going to apply to everything. And there's, there's stuff we haven't considered yet. There's there's more things that are going to come up. I think VR is going to really take off now. I've been saying that for years, but it, it feels like it is now. Again, it's down to yeah. its accessibility. Uh, things like the Oculus Quest, if that becomes, uh, you know, cheap, if it becomes simultaneously cheaper and more powerful, it'd be great. But mm. th- that might not happen just yet. But um, I think it's on the way there. It's it's not. I don't personally. I don't think it's going to like kick off like rocket uh, taking off or anything. Um, no, because how is keeping with the analogy that would take a lot of fuel and energy which people are not investing in right now <clears throat> no, but i exactly. think it is like a it's a, just like a gentle kind of um what's the word funicular <laughs> going up the the uh, a mountain at the moment it's just it's it is, getting there that is exactly what it is isn't it yes a mountain train going up at 45 degrees uh mm. yes you're right because at the beginning of lockdown loads of people going yes this is vr's time vr is going to take off now mm. uh and then a, a month later people go no vr's dead vr's not happening VR's, <laughs> vr's over it's like oh for god's sakes just calm it's down. always up and down yeah it's always up and down but, it's, uh it's... i definitely think that the lockdown is uh, a positive is that um people have started to see its value more in a broader sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll take, take a bit longer for it to, for people to, to, to see it. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. But it, it has helped. In their it's, it's definitely helped. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I think that. it's the same for crypto as well. It, it's, t- it's taking time to develop, but, but it is getting there and it's picking up pace. Yeah. Which is very, yeah. I mean, it's I... very cool to be here in the, this weird kind of Venn diagram of different art and technology spaces, seeing things, these things grow. It is, it is bizarre, and God knows it is super nerdy as well. Um, you know, yeah. and, and trying to sell it to some people, trying to you know, get people interested in it, they're looking at you like you're mad, it's like you're doing what? Um, and then you try and show them like crypto voxels on a Thursday night with everyone floating around with all their ridiculous voxel clothing on. It's like, yeah, okay, it, just, uh, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. Once you, but once you actually get beyond what it looks like, and you listen to people talking, mm. things like people, the conversations people are having, and a lot of the podcasts as well that are going on, um, it's fascinating. You start to really see there's so much going on at various different levels. I mean, when you listen to the work in progress every week, you got it could be a mix between people talking about um, advances in, in you know advances in VR, um, or they could be talking about. You know, currency investment. They can be talking about mm. a, a trading card game that have actually created. I mean, the reality cards, yeah. which is like trading card stroke gambling almost on, on events and renting the cards. And it's, it, I found that fascinating. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, I I didn't quite understand that. It was it was kind of like like sport trading cards, like you know, these little football cards, yeah. but they're based on actual moments. Yeah. Well, I think the crux of the idea is. If you got the examples like the American election, you got two two runners. One of them's going to win. Each of them has a card, and you rent that card, and it it times you by the second how long you've got it. Uh, and when that person, when one of these people wins, so if um, um, God forbid, if Donald Trump wins again, then uh, you'd see okay, who had that card the longest, uh, and whoever had the card the longest up until the the, the result actually gets uh, either all or most of the money that people actually paid to rent the card. 
Wow. So if you think about that, and it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a mate. It's a great idea. It, it's like if it's you know, it's essentially it's a two horse horse race, and you're thinking, okay, it's mm. neck and neck. I don't know if it's going to be home. Or, if they're looking there, going right, it's neck and neck at the end. Then people in the at the end last minute, it's like, okay, I'm going to bid like a thousand, and I get it for the last few seconds. Someone's bid two thousand. It it could go insane Gosh. it could go insane um and it'd be a great spectator sport actually if you could actually watch it going on yeah so when they came up with the idea i thought that is actually original and it's a really dynamite idea that's because people get sucked in and again it's one of those things if people commit a certain amount of money to it they kind of have to mm. keep going as well if they're you know if they're investors and they've got a lot of money so you could uh, you could see something interesting there i, I thought that that was fascinating mm. Because a lot of stuff in work in progress, some of it goes over my head, especially when it's financial stuff. I'm getting my head around it now, yeah. but you know, it takes a while. It's all about liquidity and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of grabbed me. Thought, yeah, there was oh, a no. lot of kind of investment trading jargon, which I kind of had to uh, just let go of my head the first couple of months of getting into crypto art. But once you're around, you get to know your whales from your bulls. You do. <laughs> and it's all good. <laughs> you do, exactly. Yeah. That actually means something to me, though. Yeah, that's great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, again, it, uh, it's fascinating. And it is, you know, it's funny where you're, again, you're in, um, you're in a situation where you can be communicating with people that you never bump into in real life. I mean, some of these whales are not generally speaking, accessible to most of us most of the time. You know, people completely mm. different backgrounds, different life experiences, um, certainly different financial yeah. experiences, but they're all in there as well yeah. with everyone else. Um, again, it's, it's quite an original situation. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's cool because I, because, uh, because it's all decentralized and artists can be collectors as well, there is like a general sense of solidar- solidarity between people who just generally collect and people who are artists and collectors and everyone's just kind of in the same box. Yeah. Which is quite nice. Yeah, it is nice to see people being supportive. You, you, you find one person you see, oh, I thought, thought they were a collector, I realised they actually make their own art or vice versa yeah. um, as well, which, yeah. which is uh, which is good. And it's nice you got the opportunity as well of being able to collect at different levels as well. So it's not all out yeah. everyone's price range. There are a lot of stuff. A lot of things that are, you know, sort of easy to pick up, and it's almost. But I don't, I don't buy art, but I still got a few pieces. Some that I've actually either won or been given to me, where you can kind of like exchange them for other things, and you find yourself starting to get things in your wallet. And you think, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of amassed a little, little collection. Uh, there's a couple of artists which I really enjoy, and when they release stuff, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get another one of theirs. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, and like, I want to. Keep all keep hold of them. I don't really want to. I know. Them on as well. Exactly. Exactly. I've got one which is just like I think it's done in in Blender, and it's like the inside of um, like the inside of a cube. I can't remember who did it now. I look at oh. uh, and it's just it's just lovely. I really like that picture. When I actually said it on Twitter, they sent it to me. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> fantastic! I didn't expect that. Nice. That that that's really nice. But that's another thing about the whole scene as well. You can you can go on OpenSea or whatever, and you can see what people have got in their collections as well, which which, mm. which is interesting. Um, and you can see they might have a picture of like um, art that's worth a fortune. They also have some trading cards as well they picked up somewhere else, and a few wearables for yeah. crypto voxels. It's normally quite an eclectic mix of stuff, but it's nice you can see what people have got. And I, I love the fact you can trace artwork. You can see uh, literally whoever's owned a piece of artwork from the moment it was like created, and you actually see this, you know, this line going back through different people if it's been traded back as a forwards. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Because that's the thing with... I like that Yeah, because with real world art, art can be sold and then never seen again. So I might just stick it... Yeah, you can get lost. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can just get lost and just like, oh, we never, don't know what happened to this particular art because some guy bought it back in 100 years ago. We don't know what he did with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's that whole thing of like, you see art programs, they're talking about provenance where they're trying to prove an artist made a certain painting, yeah. you know, uh, whereas we don't have that now. We have uh, this, this trail... Uh, digital trail which is uh, I think that's really mm. cool that's nice and if if there are uh, not copycats or kind of fake or fake accounts or at, uh, what's the word masquerading yeah. accounts and usually picked up on and dealt with rather quickly heavily berated admonished by the community <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah it's like you know get your pitchforks time uh, <laughs> yeah I've seen that happen a couple of times recently <clears throat> And you do think, why do people even try and do that? They must not have much of an understanding of the whole damn system because you're going to be, yeah. you're going to be spotted fairly quickly. Yeah. And that's when you see how, yeah. And that's when you see how passionate people can be about all this as well. So yeah, it's like, yeah, get your pitchfork. Mm. <laughs> but again, that's, that's kind of entertaining as well sometimes. Mm.
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode so far. This is a little break section which could be filled with a short, bespoke ad, no longer than 20 or 30 seconds. Get in contact with me if you're interested in purchasing an ad here, or if you're up for being in the podcast as an artist, curator, or collector, let me know too. But for now, let's get back to our conversation with Vault. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to try and uh, shift the conversation back to um, kind of VR art and how, um, particularly in the Galactic Safari, and how that um, that kind of curated uh, exhibition space, um, how that played out for you and how you um, built your particular sculpture and whether you had a hand in how it was presented in the space and your general experiences of that um, kind of immersive exhibition uh, thing. <laughs> right, well, um, I'll tell you, that was, that was organised by Willow Moon. Uh, obviously, they all worked on it together. I think it's kind of Willow Moon's uh, thing. <clears throat> and they very clever what they did, very clever, because they, they do the weekly tasks, and I was actually doing them back then. And they did this one, which was Galactic Safari, and it was months ago. And they said, this is this should feed into the Galactic Safari thing we're going to do on Wave in months to come. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I, I actually did that task. And I created this 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 creature. I think I call it the Mega Mamba now. Mm. And it didn't look quite like that. I had it, it was like floating underwater. Uh, it had a massive gun, um, which I got pre-built from somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, I didn't. I was uh, again against the clock. I didn't have much time to do it. Uh, and I put a couple of divers in the water. Sp- spacemen stroke divers, and this creature basically mm. shot one of them in half, and the other one was kind of fleeing for his life. Um, and and Crucial. and that was the picture. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Oh, I have updates available. Great. Um, and, and I put it to some music, which I got from uh, uh, like a, a site I got, um, uh, like I paid to get music from, and uh, and, and that was it. And it was this little film, one tilt brush picture, where you're flying a camera around it, um, yeah. and it's cool. And then I kind of forgot about that. Um, and then because well, it was one of my major pieces, and then this thing came up, and it's like, right, we're collecting people's artwork for it. if you want to submit something for Galactic Safari. I was like, right, I wonder if I can actually re- revisit that and actually do something with that because I don't fancy doing something from scratch. So I like to do something mm. mega for it, and I, I think uh, Willamu said at that point they'd actually got they got quite a lot of landscapes. They wanted more kind of f- um, fauna creatures, basically cre- oh, yeah. creatures. This thing. So right, I, yeah, in that case, definitely, I'm going to go back to that character. And I, I'd, so I thought I'd take away the divers, get rid of the gun, uh, rebuild it a bit, and um, I uh, I made the wings much bigger, made more of a, a kind of an item of them. Uh, I experimented with a lot of different colours because I thought it, basically it was black, and I thought it might get lost. And I thought what. After it tweaked the colours, I realised it actually looked much better black. And I thought, well, actually, that's the strength of it. Either it will actually kind of get lost in the background or it will actually uh, kind of stand out against the scene uh, and, and it'll work nice that way. And no, I didn't have any input into how they positioned it, what they combined it with, because above and behind it, there's um, someone, one of the artists I don't think I really know, uh, had done a, a kind of black hole of rotating things. And that's okay. that's kind of above and behind it. Uh, I had one of them changes I did as well. I used the disco brush, which used to live up its, to its name in Wave, and it, it moves in time to the music. But it, it, it used to be mental. It used to really cut, it could kind of ruin a picture. It's a bit over the top. <laughs> and, and the whole of the brain, mm. it had a see-through head, and the brain was totally made out of disco brush. Uh, so I thought, this is possibly <laughs> possibly a bad idea. Um, so I rebuilt that and had some threads of the disco brush, and the rest of it was a different brush. Uh, so I rebuilt mm. that. Um, and there's a few other moving brushes in there, and it's not always the brushes you expect that dance around in, in, in Wave. Um, but as with most things with VR, um, VR Art Live, um, you've got Sabby, who does incredible videos on how to use Tilt Brush, and she literally did one on um, how brushes in Tilt Brush will perform in Wave. And Really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> it's incredible. It's fascinating to watch anyway, because uh, she's got literally every single brush and the thing, once you actually do a bit of tilt brush, you realise as well that brushes behave, a moving animated brush behaves differently on uh, according to its brightness. So if you have a blue brush. Yes. Yeah, it's very bright. Then it will 
it would be like a like a You'll bounce around yeah like bounce, a, yeah that'd be a waveform yeah, whatever yeah so you can go from like a waveform look to if you go down to like very deep blue it's almost like a waving strand just a, a, a mm. undulating strand um so yeah she did every single brush in different light and darkness uh, and then put them all into wave and talked about it it's awesome really nice video so i so i made a few tweaks based on that and then i just sent it to them um yeah and it got used so i was totally delighted to see it in there um and i think i was actually standing next to you when it actually came on uh and I just, uh, just, oh, really? <laughs> yeah so i heard your reaction which is quite flattering to see someone go <sighs> wow christ uh, <laughs> I, was next I mean it was really cool to be like around all the people and like hearing everyone's just like having a whole scene change around you and like hearing everyone's reactions at the same time is, is just um something which i think was really powerful was, for that really good and i think that's scene i, I imagine it's... everyone was in the same boat where they didn't know how their art was being mm. used what it'd been combined with and we're all just like wow this, this is amazing <clears throat> so yeah the whole thing worked really really well uh it was great so cool. i know they had a few i did really enjoy yours there. oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm chuffed i'm gonna try going again this uh i think it's a saturday at nine o'clock a recap mm. and they've got uh, mm. it burning man's dang gang art camp crew yeah <laughs> i'm be intrigued by that yeah see, see that's because that's what i mean about it's too much well not too much going on but there's a lot going on um i was yeah. um was it dj celeste who's a dj and she does her own djs in the wave and makes her own um backdrops and scenes and that and she contacted me and said yeah mate you might want to have a go at this and it was the burning man uh, and i never did I know a lot of people entered it, and I can't wait to see what they what they've done. I know there's one insomnium. I think there's a few different different ones going on, um, but I, I just never had yeah. time to actually try and submit something of that as well. Yeah, I, I think I tried to go for the that Burning Man one as well, but I was just it's like you say, there's just too much going on. Yeah, trying to do art, do VR art, do crypto art, as also trying to learn new yeah. techniques and things as well, it as well as time. Uh, home life and <laughs> yeah. uh, pandemics. <laughs> Yeah. getting in the way yeah, let's not forget that <laughs> mm. certainly and you, you hit a point you think well i could have a go but then i probably won't do the best job and i won't be satisfied with it and yeah so it's like you do or you don't so i left that one <coughs> excuse me so i'm glad i did galactic safari Just... and it was nice to give yeah, something back to you know the vr art people because they've helped me a lot so uh, that was good and they're a good bunch yeah yeah okay uh one last question uh which might be a Big, big or small question. Yeah. Um, do you consider your art an expression of yourself, your experience, or the world? So is it like an inner expression, an inner outer expression, or an outer expression? Uh-huh. Um, I'd like it to be outer, but it's probably very inner. In fact, if I know my art is quite, um, it, it's definitely, it's definitely saying stuff about me, even if I don't want it to. Um, but I try and look more out. <laughs> <laughs> editing any art, I should say that. Um, but I am trying to look more out as well and try i mean again the thing with being involved in crypto you almost end up commenting on it when you're doing the art not everyone does but i'm yeah i'm going that way so i'm finding it interesting it's yeah it's it's certainly you you can't really have avoid it yeah. because it the the symbolism and the the kind of the because it's the art is so kind of enveloped in the mechanisms you can't really not uh see it in there you'd have to be quite devoted to a particular kind of art stream and style and that to to to, to avoid it because it's so mm. there's a lot of icons in it it's very i i i i, I, I yeah. graphic uh yeah it, it's it's got a look to it and uh yeah it's it's hard to avoid when i started looking at it i kept thinking why are these people they're doing a lot of art that's actually to do with the whole itself and why are they so yeah, obsessed with it as well. yeah um, i was like what are all these bitcoin symbols doing here this is rubbish i know bloody bitcoins but exactly. now that i'm here it's fine yeah exactly <laughs> it's fine and it is it is intertwined and that's not necessarily mm. uh, a bad thing and it, it's interesting as well because when when you're hard up for kind of ideas and inspiration you can find ideas there as well so that, that's always useful so yeah I, I i would take influence from that so a lot of the art is, is me uh, and some of it is to do with that um, stuff in the in the actual real world, um, possibly not so much. But how it's actually kind of um, how it affects or, or it, how it kind of personifies itself uh, in in crypto art, I suppose, is relevant. I mean, the thing that's the thing is getting me more at the moment with with, with crypto art, and I, I know I'm not the only one, is just um, 
how female characters are actually portrayed in, in crypto art, which sometimes is fine and sometimes is appalling. It's that phrase there, was it? Mm. The objectification of the female form. Uh, and I follow yeah. um, art activist Barbie on both my Twitter accounts. Uh, and that is another lecturer um, who is in England, Leeds, I think. And she basically takes a Barbie doll around to art galleries. And this bar- photographs this Barbie doll holding up plaques which say things about the gallery, like, you know, you know this gallery has, I mean, the National Portrait Gallery, but I could be misquoting it, um, had like what, mm. two female artists dis- work displayed and then like 50 male artists. Um, and it's stuff like yeah. that. And, and a lot, very often it's a subject matter as well. Like Manchester Art Gallery's got some incredible artwork. Um, and there's one gallery in there where some of the pictures were hacked up by um, uh, by ca- campaigners for women's rights, like uh, I think it's in the Victorian era. Uh, and you go in there and you think, yeah, it's um, yeah, they, they've really got something here. And it's the, particularly after this year, where you've got mm. uh, you've got so much going on because of the, the Black Lives Matter and all that, uh, which is is fantastic to see. And it's horrible with it happened this way, and it's taken this goddamn long. Um, yeah, and people are questioning things, uh, but this, you know, you see this going on, but you don't see the same reaction currently um, to women being treated badly. When I see art and it's all just, uh, you know, three ma- naked women getting it on in high end CG graphics, and and that is someone's <laughs> crypto art. And I have seen recently that, and I, I saw someone commenting under it and said, "Wow, I, uh, I totally love your picture." And uh, what are you trying to say with this? And it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. I find it abusive. I find mm. it's part of a system that is undermining half the population of the planet, uh, and, that, mm. and that pees me off. So there's a strong possibility that I might do something down that vein. I don't know. So it there needs to be a balance. Response. Yeah, a response to it would, would be fine. And if you can't actually stop people from doing uh, loads of naked women, maybe there need to be some more, um, to be frank, dicks in crypto arcs. You don't, <laughs> you, you don't see that often. Uh, which no. you know, which which is very much what you get in art galleries, uh, you know. And, and mm. I, I, having said that, I actually looked up and I got my Twitter up now. I was looking on uh, was it the fake tomato who, who I follow? It's actually posted a couple of pictures of uh, of, of their artwork, and one of them is actually um, <laughs> a male crutch shot, which is not something I ever expected to see on crypto art. So I'm not you know particularly into pictures mm. of dicks in general. Well, I think it's definitely. But we need, we need right more of that. We need a balance. Platform yeah. for diversity to take hold. Absolutely, because people talk about diversity. They talk about it a lot in CryptoVoxes and the work in progress and all that. Uh, you know, and we have that. And we had the, with the Pride thing going on there. And it's all fantastic. We need more of it. We need more awareness. Yeah. And, and they always say, get more people into crypto. We, we want more people. Think, we want more it's... collectors. And I know, yeah. I know this puts people off. I know this puts women off because they look at this and they go, what the hell are you doing? Look at this stuff. Mm. Some of the subject matter is I mean, appalling. And it is, yeah. yeah. So, and it is. I know I get some stick for saying that, but I don't care because um, I'm right. And you'd have to be, you'd have to be, <laughs> you'd have to be. And I don't often say that, uh, so uh, authoritatively. And uh, mm. you know, it puts people off, and and sometimes it's nasty. And I want there a balance. If you're going to do that, then fine. I like there to be, a, you know, a mm. one for one. If you're going to have a naked woman, have a naked male in there as well. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily at the same time, but you know what I mean. I, I want some <laughs> balance. I, I don't yeah. want stuff that's so off-putting. You can tell I'm actually quite passionate about this. Um, But I think it's important. It it is important. I think it's good, yeah. I I think the the more, I mean, the more diversity you have, the more enriching the community and the the art and everything is going to be. Yeah. So I agree. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. But (laughs) but that is something where, yeah, real world situations could actually get into my art. Yeah, definitely. Where there's something where I'm not just talking about, I'm not just doing VR pictures of, you know, people flying around characters' heads, stuff like that, and, you know, cyberpunk-looking mm. people, where there's actually something to say, and it has uh, value, yeah. and it's uh, and it's important. So that's that's something to consider. I'm not sure other artists will be uh, considering it as well. Uh, yeah, cool. so I think that's quite important. Nice. There you go. It's interesting. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, we'll bring it to a close there. Um, the last thing I want to say is actually, um, if you have any advice or uh, a one-liner that you want that you could that you would like to say to somebody who's either getting into vr art xr art or the crypto art space decentralized art space uh, what kind of thing would you say to them uh if they were kind of on the fence i i would i would say just do it literally just get in there and just do it 
<clears throat> just put some artwork out there or talk to people on Discord. And I, I've never used, sorry about that, I've never used Discord before in my life. And I found it so um, life changing, actually, in this whole situation. Uh, I talk about Twitter a lot, but Discord has been massive here in all this. So, yeah, just, just commit and go for it and put your stuff out there and don't be afraid. People are very supportive. And you will see things out there. Uh, you know, people are doing like gifts of animated squiggles and stuff, and or they might be doing something really high end. Um, anything goes. You can put your work out there if you can mm. actually put your thoughts behind it as well. Uh, fantastic. <clears throat> I mean, there's one person I'll mention here, which I've been watching a lot recently, and that's uh, Ferocious. Have you seen the work of Ferocious? Yes, uh, they have popped up on my feed a couple of times. Yeah. Yes, Ferocious is is bonkers. They are amazing just gone back to school i believe uh in america and, and prior to that brochures was online like every day up to this big sale coming on of all this um uh all these t-shirts and um or hoodies and that with ferocious's work on it's very naive looking artwork but it's got a really beautiful style to it as well uh it's really crisp and clear i, I think the pictures are awesome mm. um and it's sold out instantly uh, and you've got these amazing videos of ferocious standing there going you know i've got this sale coming on saturday if you've got really nicely edited and it's just ferocious standing there being bonkers uh and hugely <laughs> energized and positive mm. such a positive person it, it's wonderful to see you can definitely feed off their their videos yeah yeah, absolutely. So, you know, watch, watch... Take that energy in. That's it. Just just see people like that. But it, it, it's refreshing because you've got... Uh, you might have, like... You could compare Ferocious with, like, Trevor Jones, who is uh, an oil painter. Been going for years. Mm-hmm. He was on... He's, uh, he's on, like, British Landscape Artist of the Year or something like that. Um, and he does his amazing oil paintings and he has them digitised and animated and stuff like that. And that's, like, the other end of the spectrum where you've got a traditional artist who's moving into crypto art. Uh, and these people, you can see these people talking to each other and you can see these people interacting um, and it shows the whole spectrum. The, the spectrum is phenomenal in crypto art. So there's yeah. no reason to be afraid. It's like when I did that first uh, that challenge with, uh, you know, live, painting live on Tillbrush. I've never done that before in my life. Uh, and anyone could watch this. You know, uh, it was bonkers. And I, you know, I did that and it all just took off from there. So, yeah, just uh, don't be afraid. Dive in. Um, uh, nice. almost certainly nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> so just uh, get in there and have a go and start talking to a few people. Uh, and always, um, uh, you know, attend the work in progress in crypto voxels, even if you're not into voxels. Uh, going to that is, yeah. is fantastic. Because that's free. You can just that's jump free, in yeah. And, the browser. And you don't even have to be in there. Yeah, go in the browser. You uh, you can just listen to it on Discord. Um, and, and, it's, and it's great. It, it's really, really cool. I mean, this week they started off with, what was it, half an hour of live music from some guy yeah. playing in Venezuela. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That, that was a that, fantastic really musician. Good. Yeah, it was just brilliant. I didn't expect awesome. that. Great. So, yeah, just get in there. If people want fun. to get in contact with you yeah. or ask you any questions, uh, uh, would, they, would you like them to? And if, they, if you would, how would they do that? Please, the please do and go in via Twitter. You can DM me, DM me on Twitter or you can just tweet and, um, uh, you know, just hash me or whatever. Uh, at me. Yes. At, at me on Twitter is probably the easiest. Yeah. Cool. So it's at vault underscore edge. Yes, it's two underscores actually. Cool. Going to be technical. One, oh, one underscore oh, was nice. gone. Uh, so it's yeah. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, vault uh, edge with two underscores in the middle. If you search me, you'll see nice. the word straight away, and you know it's me. But yeah, that's that's nice. that's the best cool. way. Brilliant. Uh, look forward. Oh, to thank you, Vault. That was such a wonderful it. conversation. I oh, enjoyed that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you don't know me, I'm Harrison Wilmot, also known as Hasmus or Hey Hasmus online. I'm a digital artist and extended realities producer. I'm currently super interested in this world of decentralized art and digital exhibitions, especially for extended reality artists. So if you're in that realm and you'd like to be on the podcast, get in contact with the details in the description. Also, if you have any constructive criticism, I'd love to hear that as well.